Welcome to the DEI Uncorked Podcast, where we will look inside the bottle and inside Winebow at its diversity, equity, and inclusion. We are going to get curious, ask questions, and learn from each other. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. I'm Nisa Anderson. I'm the sales administrator from California, and I'm excited for today's show. Since last Uncorked, we featured Winebow's first ERG, the Women of Winebow. And today we are looking behind the bottle into what the heck is an ERG. And I am here today with my fantastic co-host, Brian Cole. Hey, Brian, how's it going? I'm great. How you doing, Issa? Good. Good. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Brian Cole. I'm the director of fleet services based out in Illinois. April is actually National Diversity Month, so today's topic is very appropriate. On today's Uncorked podcast, we are joined by Jacob Fairchild, a member of the Education Awareness Subcommittee within our diversity, equity, and inclusion team to tell us about employee resource groups. Welcome, Jacob, to the Uncorked podcast. We're very happy to have you join us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, team. It's so good to see you, Nisa and Brian, and be on this podcast. I've been so amazed by what you guys have put together on this podcast. And the, I think the change that is already happening and being able to celebrate diversity in the way you have on this forum. And I'm so excited to be here to talk a little bit more about ERGs. Well, excellent. Well, uh, Jacob, what is an ERG? You know, that is a really good question. Let's get into that. So ERG, uh, and we love acronyms here at, uh, and the distribution and wholesale and import side, don't we? Here's another acronym for everybody, Employee Resource Group. It's a really dry term, but as you'll see my, I think, passion as I talk about it, and I'll give you a little background into why I think these are so important. But to define them, ERGs, again, Employee Resource Groups. These are networks of employees that are formed based on a shared characteristic or background, and they're sponsored by the organization that they are part of. So if you kind of break it down, it's employee-led, employee-ground-up. They're groups based on shared characteristics. And we'll kind of talk about a little bit about what those groups can look like. And I think most importantly is the word resource. Because number one, employee resource groups are these groups coming together to provide resources to the organization and, and affect change. But most importantly, they provide a resource to you and in that group. They, 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 they provide a, a, a part of the resource of belonging into something that is more than just yourself. So ERGs, these groups create a sense of belonging for employees who may have been marginalized. So for example, as was just mentioned, the Women of Winebow finally launched. We, are, we have our first ERG up and running, but they can look a lot different than that. They could be based on shared characteristics such as veterans or caretakers, um, different uh, peoples of color, LGBTQ. They can be very different. They can look exactly as the employees ourselves want to create. The purpose of ERGs is to provide these resources and be that point of connection and affect the change as a whole. So one of the ways I like to describe and why, why am I talking right now about ERGs is that I, I really have discovered a passion for how I've seen ERGs affect change in an organization. So I am on the import side in Winebow down here in Texas, where there are only six other Winebow employees in the state of Texas. We partner with RNDC to be our distributor down here in the South. And I have seen by the colleagues I work with at another distributor, how these, how these ERGs have really affected people's lives. It's not just affect the organization. This is not something that the executive team of Winebow is saying we need to do to grow, right? This is us. This is us creating these groups that we can belong to. 
and that we can affect each other. We can connect more with one another. And of course, the benefit to the organization is that we're going to be the ones affecting the change that we want to see based on these organizations. So to kind of paint a little bit about not just what they are, but what they could look like. Um, again, Women of Winebow has already started, so that's an incredible one. Uh, I've seen ones with veterans groups, uh, different people who have been affected are, are, are active veterans in the organization, bonding together to create an ERG for themselves. Um, Latin, Latinx, people of color, Black American, of course, LGBTQ. One that's been talked about already that I think is really impactful is caregiver. A lot of us are caring for young, young, young babies as our uh, professional lives are expanding. And we're also caring for people who are at their end of life, our parents, our grandparents. And that is a really unique bond you can have with a group of people. So that's what they look like. They can look like anything we would need them to look like, as long as they are a groups of us that are bonding together and we're kind of putting the resources behind it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jacob, for the you know the whole insight behind employee resource groups. And I really feel like you've truly been leading the charge with ERG within our subcommittee group, uh, Education Awareness. So I appreciate the explanation, explaining a little bit further for whoever's listening for our podcast, uh, a little bit more into employee resource groups. So uh, if I could ask you, what do ERGs actually look like? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question um, because, you know, again, here we have another, another group, another kind of um, structure within our organization. But what I like to always come back to is they are built from employee up, but there, there is a structure that we like to try to make sure can be a commonality between all of them so that we can really foster the most amount of impact. So, for example, an ERG would have some type of employee-led leadership structure, maybe a chair or a vice chair, a communications person. It's a shared um, leadership that helps kind of manage the activities, grow the organization or the group itself. Um, and then, you know, if there's an allocated budget for activities that are uh, maybe in person or virtual, um, those people, those employees can lead these groups themselves. Another part, another really important part, I think, of the structure is an executive sponsor. So within WOW, within uh, the next ERG that will form, and the next and the next, there should and will be somebody from the executive team that is a part of the ERG itself. This is not somebody leading the charge. This is somebody just participating at all levels. And that creates a lot of structure, a lot of communication, and a lot of the ideas that can be facilitated through these groups. You have somebody at the top level of the organization itself to really put some weight behind it and say, this is a great idea. This is a great thing about recruitment to, to involve uh, maybe some better ideas for us to recruit better and more diverse uh, talent, for example. So that's kind of how they would maybe be structured or how they could look. Now, how they look, I think, as, as far as performance or activities is really, really different. For example, it could be a monthly virtual meeting. It could be um, facilitated community events. So uh, maybe maybe getting out into the communities across all of our wholesale markets where we could meet in person and, and maybe do volunteer work or activate within the communities through our employee resource groups. Um, I think one of the most impactful examples that I like to, to paint the picture of why I'm talking to you again today and why I think they're so impactful. Um, I, was, I was witnessing an ERG, um, an LGBTQ ERG here in Texas, and they had a quarterly, so it was once a quarter, hour long, uh, um, virtual get together, but it was called Asking for a Friend. And essentially an anonymous survey goes out to all the members and you could input questions about any topic, you know, maybe within the LGBTQ realm. And that, that would then be vetted. The, the people who were facilitating that group could really do the research, talk to the, uh, the, the professionals, maybe within that, that, um, that area of kind of questioning. 
Um, and the one that I was able to kind of participate in and listen in on was uh, anonymous questions around gender identity. This person, for example, anonymously was saying, I want to be such a strong ally to my LGBTQ friends, but I'm just so confused with he, her, they, thems. What does a pronoun mean and why are we talking about it so much? And it was like watching literally virtually like we are right now talking to each other. You could see the light bulbs going on. The conversation centered around gender pronouns being your own self-expression. So disrespecting somebody else because you have questions about it um, you know, is, is why we're talking about it and is why you could see the change happening from the ground up. It's a really incredible space for us all to connect with one another on a way that we don't normally do in a professional setting. And you could really see this cultural diversity, equity and inclusion change we wanna see coming from all of us and not coming from the top down or coming from an article that we're sharing or it really is participating in the change we all wanna be a part of. So that's kind of, a, I think, some of the really impactful ways and how they can kind of look. But again, these are employee created. So as things get started here, as WOW is started, as we start others, this is an evolving thing that we get to create and we get to really build as we want to see it. That's pretty cool that we can find, create our own group for the support that maybe some of our team members need. Or like if I had something that I was interested in, I could say, hey, is there, are there other people within Winebow that have this same thing that I have or that I'm, I'm wanting to find out more information on as like either a mentorship program or or even just a support group. So it's pretty mm -hmm. cool that that this is something and that Winebow is, is backing and allowing us to put together and connect across the states too. So it's pretty nice. But I do know and you mentioned it too. Um, we're like, oh no, another group, another meeting. Another meeting. <laughs> no, I don't want to join that. It's time commitment and I have a job to do. And, you know, but uh, so what kind of, uh, what what would you say is the time, type of time commitment and involvement that might be required if somebody says either starts up or joins a, a, an ERG group? Oh, for sure. I have on my desk somewhere um, a little journal that says this, yet another meeting that could have been an email. <laughs> uh, so we we all know um, you see your calendar fill up and you're, you're just like, here's another email. I mean, excuse me, another email. Here's another meeting that I don't want to fall asleep in. We know our time is really precious. We are we have a really incredibly fast paced industry and a lot of big jobs that we have a lot of work to do. The great thing about employee resource groups and as I dug, I've dug in and done some research, there are employee resource groups that are uh, essentially about bottom down or excuse me, top down approach. So they're led by top executives, they're led by top leadership. And those tend to be performative. That's just kind of the nature of how structures work, right? Performative meaning, I need to show up to this so I look good, so I can connect here. I don't really want, this has no impact to me as a person or my job or my professional or personal growth, but I know I have to do it. Employee resource groups inherently, the way we want to build them, the way we want us you to build them listening, is that they, they couldn't be performative because they only are really created by us. And they are impactful because we get to design that ourselves. Um, I, I always like to use the word radical change because it's not about um, kind of checking the boxes. It's really about what, what, what can really make a difference here? What can, you know, if our black employees, if they started an ERG, what, what really matters the most to them that they can really create the most change? As allies, if allies are a part of the group, how can we be a part of it and then make suggestions or bring in some really incredible speakers that really, oh my gosh, I just feel so charged by what I just heard in my own personal and professional way. These are those type of organizations and those are the kind of meetings that these should and should be, should and will be. Um, at the end of the day, they're up to us. 
They're networking, they're fun, and they're impactful. Um, so they are another meeting, but they can be so much more. Excellent. Those are all great points to bring up. Uh, especially like the one of the example that you used uh, about an employee resource group of senior leadership versus, you know, say frontline employee who want to start uh, an employee resource group. There's vast differences and both can have their same level of uh, effectiveness if approached the right way. Um, so next question, Jacob, uh, are there any other ERGs in the works and how does the world of Winebow know which groups are out there? So this is kind of a, a really perfect time to talk about this and hopefully uh, answer some questions out there. Um, as we've all talked about, uh, WOW has started. The first Winebow ERG has started. And it was not because Jacob was mentioning ERGs or, or anybody else in the DEI committees were talking about ERGs. We were. But if you look at, uh, listen to that podcast and listen to kind of what that group did as they were a part of a virtual, these women were a part of a, a virtual networking group and they realized we need, we need to connect more. We need this bond and this identity that we can share together. That is how ERG started. That's how they start. And so anybody listening, if you belong to a group, a marginalized group, uh, a, a minority group, or any type of shared um, connection you may have with somebody else, we want to hear from you. We want you to speak up and you to create that ERG. Structurally, over the next two months, you'll see some more um, emails and messages on Corkboard and possibly a survey. Well, we'll be able to kind of gauge interest and see if there's enough interest and then most importantly, there'll be a, a part or a function in there for you to be able to throw your name in the hat and say, hey, I want to be a part of this. I want to help get it off the ground. I maybe want to take on a little bit of leadership and starting one. It really does come from the ground up. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I live in Texas and I am a, a cisgendered white male. I am gay. I do identify in the LGBTQ world, but I am so passionate about diversity and growth because I, I, I have the privilege of being a cis white boy and I can understand how powerful these things can change people's lives and can connect to one another. So it's not just for marginalized groups or people who identify maybe in uh, smaller groups that they can um, create or, or build off of. All of us can be a part of this conversation and make all of our lives better and connect to one another as, as humans and as employees and coworkers together. So anybody listening, if you have any ideas or want to be a part of anything at all, you will see some, uh, like I said, some some surveys and emails. We're going to be gauging that interest so that maybe some natural groups can form, but you can always reach out and we can get it going whenever we're ready. I think it's fantastic. I love the idea. I, I think that be finding a group that you connect with can really lift up your spirits too. really have you not only find a connection within our company, but really empower yourself um, and empower, help empower others. So this is phenomenal. Um, one last question. Is there anything else that you want to share with the world of Winebow? You know, I'm just so honored to, to be able to share some of my passion. Like I mentioned, I, I'm, I'm down here in Texas with just a few uh, co-workers. So being able to connect myself uh, and share some of my passion, but I, I do not have a background of this. I just have a passion and wanting to help out in any way I can. So as these groups are started, um, I can be a resource as much as possible, but we have so many people that are so interested in helping, uh, you know, broaden Winebow's scope uh, of equity and inclusion for us all. So join the conversation, listen more to these the amazing podcasts that they're putting out every month, and just jump in the jump in the pool. The water's warm. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Jacob. We really enjoyed this discussion and appreciate you representing and informing the world of Winebow more about employee resource groups. As we close this chapter on our fifth podcast. We've learned so much from our guest speaker 
and always enjoy, of course, learning from others. I hope we can continue to educate ourselves and others on all things DEI. Remember, Winebow, your voice matters. This is your platform for the world of Winebow. Who do you want to hear from next, or what topic would you like us to discuss? Reach out to us or any DEI member and let us know. This is the DEI Uncorked Podcast. Let's continue to look inside. <laughs>